The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Carlton Reed is the CEO of RX Health Academy, an online training school, and works with hundreds of students across the United States to help them become certified pharmacy technicians and gain entry-level employment opportunities through their partnership with CVS and Walgreens Pharmacies. Carlton believes the work he does through his business is life-changing and empowers underserved communities across the nation. Through the RX Health Academy Scholarship, he and his team have contributed over $40,000 to pharmacy technician education. Carlson has been a digital entrepreneur for several years and is currently pursuing a biology degree at Harvard University. Carlton is honored to receive several congressional commendations for his community service and leadership. Family, let's welcome Carlton Reed to the Minding My Black Business Podcast. Welcome Welcome to Minding My Black Black Business. All right, family, we have a new episode of Minding My Black Business Podcast, and I'm so excited to talk to our next guest. Um, And once you hear from him, you will be too. So, welcome, Carson, to the Minding My Black Business Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's (laughs) awesome to be here once again. Well, thank you, thank you. Can you please introduce yourself to the family and then let let them know where they can Mm -hmm. find you? Okay, so my name is Carlton Reed. Um, I'm a digital entrepreneur, course creator, um, and you can find me at Carlton Reed 85 and pretty much on all social platforms or my website, rxhealthacademy.com. Okay, so we'll definitely make sure we put that information at the bottom in the show notes so that people can connect with you, check out your website, purchase your products, etc. <laughs> cool, cool. So, I like most definitely. Yeah, so Carlton, tell them what you do. So um, since 2014 or so, I've run a board-approved pharmacy technician vocational school. Um, and so basically, that means I just provide like entry-level job opportunities for people um, who are looking to get into the health industry. Um, I've partnered with CVS and Walgreens Pharmacy to kind of provide that practical aspect. Uh And yeah, that's basically what I do. I run a remote team um, of about four people, um, all women of color, um, which wasn't intentional, but it's just a byproduct of who I am. (laughs) All black stuff. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. So before I ask more questions about that, because I do have questions about your school and the opportunities you offer, how did entrepreneurship find you how did you decide that this is what you wanted to do to be honest um my brother so um growing up my brother used to sell like hats um and he he would get them from um like china on dh gator at the time or alibaba and um he would go around the neighborhood selling the hats and i was really into like creating websites i just thought it was so cool um back in like 2007 or something like that when i was like in middle school and so my brother was going door to door like, hey, do you like this Fitbit or whatever? I said, that's cool. Why don't we create 
a catalog because the lead time was so long by the time he ordered his products and things. I'm like, then you can order exactly what people want. Mm -hmm. So then we went from there. I was like, let's put the catalog online. <laughs> you know, and this is before like Squarespace and Wix. So it was a lot harder to finesse the website together. Um, but we worked it out. Um, and that's kind of my first introduction into the online business space. Okay. Um, just watching my brother kind of hustle. Like he always had something going on. I used to water lawns for a quarter um, and then flip that to go buy something bigger than, you know, like the water holes or whatever I was using. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of always been kind of a thing in a very practical sense. Um, just wanting ice cream money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's real. Right? That's real. Ice cream <laughs> money or going to the corner store or yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was yeah. like, my parents were like, well, you better knock on some doors, see what you, how you can help somebody. <laughs> right? Well, I appreciate your family being like, if that's what you want, then go get the money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, kudos to him. And that's that's pretty cool to have your brother as sort of like your your mentor, your business mentor um, at such a, such a young age. Yeah. Exactly. So, that is pretty awesome. What mm -hmm. was what was behind your decision to continue to have a digital business versus going into like a, a brick and mortar? I'm thinking specifically about your school that you have. Um, oh, like why, why be online? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to give you the raw truth and it may not be as pretty, but... Um, it, it doesn't so, matter. <laughs> the truth. <is> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I... Um, I graduated from high school and I started um, work or uh, going to the university. And it was super expensive. Like I got into my dream college mm -hmm. and I stayed there for about a week. And I was like, uh, not with this bill. I'm like, is it too late to reverse this? So I left there and went to my second choice school. Mm -hmm. um, and then while I was there, I was working um, at FedEx office. And I was like, I don't really want to pr print paper. And I was like, what's the quickest thing I can do to get into healthcare? And that's when I discovered the pharmacy industry. Um, and I was like, I don't really want to keep printing paper or go to fast food, which are like your two options mm -hmm. as a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. So I started working <laughs> in a pharmacy. Um, and when I was, I did my training online because, again, I was a full-time college student. So, I, you know, like I needed the flexibility. Plus, I had a part-time job. So with that being said, I went ahead and um, took an online course. But it was really bad. It was they gave me like a 500 page textbook. And then once I got the um, textbook, basically I had to take a million quizzes. And when I finished, I supposedly learned something. There's no video, no instructor. And I was like, this kind of sucks. Cause on, on my first day um, or first interview with CBS pharmacy, the lady told me, you, you know, she's like, you know, you're really bad, but I like you. So I'm going to give you the job. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> It was nerve-wracking. She whipped out a test on the very first day of wow. the interview, and I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And wow. she sat right across from me at the desk while I was taking the exam, and I failed it. But um, I was I was pretty honest, and she liked me, so I got the job, which is a big shout-out to CBS for <laughs> taking yeah. that chance. I, I was sure she wouldn't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I was like, wow, like people should be able to do this online, but like in a way that's better, a way that's more connected than a textbook. I've never, like, sat down and read a book and felt smarter in terms of, like, 
academic books. Uh -huh. It's always the experience around it, the discussion in the classroom, that sort of thing that drives the information in for me. Um, so basically, I just wanted to create something that I wish the school I went to was, essentially. Oh, and wow. that's how Art Self Academy kind of came about. Um, now, why online? Um, the flexibility of just having my own career ambitions and, you know, going through college, and it just made more sense than opening a brick and mortar. And as my grandpa would say, all across the world, like <laughs> growing <laughs> up, no matter what we were interested in, <laughs> he was like, if my brother, um, you know, he played the trumpet for a second. He said, you know what? You can play that trumpet all across the world. All you got to do is be good. And he would say that regardless of what we were interested in. And so when it came to this, I was like, well, why be local when I can be all across the world, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was, um, it was one of those things that always stuck with me. It's um, all across the world. All you have to do. He made it sound so simple, you know? Yeah. Brain surgery. Well, get good, and you can do it all across the world. All you have to do. <laughs> and I was like, I, right. I just look at it like that. Like, all I have to do, and um, fill in the blank, <laughs> you know? Right, um, right. Yeah, so that's um, essentially how I came about um, doing this online. I had um, previously uh, putting myself through college again, uh, did graphic design for doctors and lawyers and stuff like through websites. And this is all self-taught because YouTube University is a real yeah, place. For um, sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And you, right. And you can learn so much and you'd be surprised um, just knowing what you know, how far that will take you in terms of what other people um, will see. You know, to me, I'm like, ah, I just threw a little website together. And someone was like, here's five grand. I was like, whoa, I'm undercharging. Mm, <laughs> and then that right. became the business model when I was doing graphic design and I translated those skills into this um, online business of mine. Wow. So what would you say are the top three things that you've learned about yourself? Um, Ooh. Right? And <laughs> having a digital business. Wow. Um, okay. So first is tenacity. So, um, I keep going. Um, and really, um, you know, if you stay prayerful and um, diligent, you know, God fills in that blank um, or that deficiency real good. So mm -hmm. I think um, I learned that um, there's a lot more in me than I expected. Mm -hmm. And, you know, always, always, I just, I guess coming from like, you know, I grew up in Compton and we're, our default is, you know, I don't have money for all that, you know, so right, right. learning by my resourcefulness so it's like oh wow like if i put in you know like this person over here is willing to pay me five thousand dollars to put in a website i wonder why you give me there must be an asset on the other side of this mm -hmm. and so so instead of focusing on if i only had or if i could only purchase start where where you are you know mm -hmm. uh, which like i guess that brings me to my first youtube video i had this idea for this great production like marie forleo and i was like yeah i don't have the equipment or the skill set um, and then one day I was like, I'm just going to take my iPhone on my lunch break and make a video. <laughs> just, wow. just talk. Um, and that video unedited, you know, 18,000 views today, but it, um, it's brought in so many students. And yeah. I think with the tenacity and um, just the resourcefulness, if you will, um, or as Damon, um, John would say, the power broke. <laughs> like, I ain't got no right. money. I'm going to have to figure this out. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Right. But essentially, a lot of businesses look at money as a solution when most of the time it's actually not. You know, your creativity will take you 
a lot further than pouring more money into a broken thing, you know? <laughs> you're like, yeah. you, you're going to have to fix it. Um, I guess the third thing um, is, hmm, wow. I think not knowing what you don't know, but I would say leaning on people and um, what's the word? Like, I, I just started recently building a team. And maybe I can't define this into a word, but I started building um, a team out. And I think the insecurity of, you know, like, can I sustain these jobs? Mm-hmm. Um, you mean, like, who am I to be somebody's boss? <laughs> you know, like, right. like these, these sort of insecurities, I've learned to silence the disempowering beliefs enough to get it done. You get what I'm saying? Right. And, when I'm not, you know, uh, big enough, if you will, I just, you know, I'd be like, okay, God, I'm, I'm building you a school, so I know you're going to tap in <laughs> any mm-hmm. moment and, mm-hmm. and make this go the other way, you know, because if you rely on yourself, it's not going to um, get you all the way there. You know, like, confidence is important, but, um, you know, realizing that there's a purpose beyond you and this is just the tip of the iceberg um, and being in service, I think people are always looking um, to complicate things when it comes to business. But if you just solve someone's problem and be a service, like genuinely, um, people will receive that. And, um, you know, you won't have to, to scheme and scam or be the cheapest on the market or anything like that um, right. if you're genuine with the people you serve. You're right. Wow. Okay. Ooh, okay. That's going to that's gonna hit somebody, what you just said. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So I just from here. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct that you don't have to, if you focus on trying to meet the needs of everyone, then you're going to sort of get lost. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're looking to fulfill a specific need, then the people who are looking for that will, will be drawn to you and your message. So you're absolutely right. Exactly. Yeah. So some of the things that I keep hearing from entrepreneurs who are like strictly digital or mostly digital is that, um, yes, they can go all over the world to sort of, you know, to quote your grandfather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I like that. That's right. Stuck with me. Uh, but what right? the All things, across the world. <laughs> all across mm-hmm. the world. Uh, one of the things <laughs> that they talk about that they don't really share a lot about is isolation so the idea that they, oh man right go to go ahead. <laughs> yeah the water cooler or go to lunch with a colleague or you know that sort of thing so how do you manage the business isolation that comes along with running a digital business wow that is um that's legitimately a thing because yes. um, up until recently um in addition to running my business i worked from home um okay. for a all-black pharmacy in north carolina shout out to yeah. Premier Pharmacy. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, Dr. Pence is amazing. And I worked um, from home. And so, like you said, it is super isolating. So I think taking mental health into account. So mm-hmm. I have a, um, a life coach mm-hmm. that I use, Randy Rosario. You probably follow her on Instagram. She has a book called Good Day Goals. Um, but Randy Rosario, um, I do little 30-minute sessions once a week or however often I need it. And then I use business coaching. Um, in terms of just like, getting my mental health right and then having those um, commitments to I'm going to take the weekend off, you know, like I'm not going to to work through um, this weekend and go socialize with my friends or um, talking to other entrepreneurs, even if it's not in the industry. Like I was talking to my cousin has makeup line. 
And I, I was just talking to her about her business and listening to what she's going through. And she's like, wow, this is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Although we're in totally different industries, just networking and, and just being in communication and support of each other mm-hmm. is um, a way to kind of beat that isolation. Um, the gym helps. Um, you know, I do Planet Fitness because it's 10 bucks and I'm not a Jimmy. Yeah. So it works out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, yeah. I, I need to go for a run. Or like now I'm out at the park and I'm just like, okay, I need some space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being, you're going to have to be more intentional, um, about like just as intentional as you are about growing your business. You have to be that, um, set on like being social and having like maintaining those relationships. And I think the dynamic of the relationships you keep will change. You can like, at some point you can't afford the friend that always calls with drama. Like, I, I really can't afford to listen to this right now. You know, like it's not even personal. Right. It's just it, it costs too much. You know, like my mental health and everything right. else. It's like right. today is not the day. But um, but having those friends that are um either in the same boat or just you have some commonality with is definitely a thing. And then being open. Um, you know, sometimes you don't want someone to solve your problem. Just listen to it. But you have to know yourself enough to realize what you need because sometimes you ever have someone ask you for something or, or be upset because you didn't do something but they never communicated the need yes. and so you're <laughs> yes. like well if i if i would have known i, I could have helped you out but you never said like i i can't know through osmosis like you know like someone's gonna have to speak up um and journaling um so both the oprah gratitude journal is amazing but also just um i think before the gratitude i like to brain dump just so I don't take that mess into my my prayer journal. Um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, let me clear myself so I can step to my God correctly. Um, you know, like, that's a, a thing I try to do, like, pre-write before the actual writing. Um, so I can be in the right space. Um, so I think a combination of all of those things, and I have not mastered any of it, but it's actively more and more important, you know, to have right. that um, mental health, thing you know like i dealt with isolation like depression and mm-hmm. uh, you know forms of anxiety you know like, oh my god what's gonna happen especially when you leave that job you're like whoa oh, um, yes. yeah, sure. <laughs> like the way my bills are set up i might need to go back but then right. <laughs> you know like Right. Yeah, that, but, that leap from from what feels like security and working for someone else mm-hmm. to, to working for yourself. You're right. There is a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. and fear and terror sometimes even. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're yeah, right. right. Yeah. But, so um, not, I think not, recognizing why you went into it is important, yeah. you know, because you sure. had a plan when you quit that job. So right. So just tap back into that, like okay. But yeah, you were saying. No, I was just going to echo your point in that it sounds like you have created all these things that sort of do a really good job of making sure you can maintain um, as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I know for me, uh, and sort of doing that same thing and creating all these spaces, it definitely wasn't something that I was, I had the awareness of at the beginning. It was as a result mm-hmm. of like bumping into stuff or having hiccups and realizing, oh, I need to do something differently. Like, oh, it's time to like stop, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> it comes a point you can't afford not to have a therapist. Right, you know, like, right. You know, I'm you, like, you got to. no, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> how do you know? Absolutely. My question for you is mm-hmm. how do you know 
when it's time to take care of yourself? What sorts of things are happening when you realize, uh-oh, it's time for me to check in with my coach or go to the gym or hang out with my friends? Like, how, how can you tell? There's actually this list I found online that really sounded cool to me. Okay. So number one is I'm easily irritated. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel completely unmotivated or even to do normal things you enjoy. Um, you experience anxiety or panic attacks. And I would add free-floating anxiety. So sometimes you're anxious, but you're not in a panic state. Right. You just have this constant free-floating anxiety that you probably, I think most people don't notice that they're there. Um, right. But yeah, <laughs> because it's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or either trouble sleeping. Um, I'm less patient with myself and others, of course. Um my stomach, this is legit. And I was like, wow, this is on the list. My stomach will be upset. Like I stopped eating um, meat. I, I guess pescatarian, I eat seafood, but it's not like a religion or anything to me. I just stopped eating animals because it doesn't agree with me. And right. I like cows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, but my stomach will literally be upset um, if I'm stressed. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's this detachment that like, you may feel, and I, I posted that on my Instagram if you guys want to find it, but um, that, that list of things I, I posted and so many people DM me like, wow, I'm, I'm feeling number one through six or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I think um, just having that, that check-in, like, you know, like, am I myself right now? <laughs> you know, right. like that gave me the clue to know um, if I'm okay. But um, you give it like that physical reaction is definitely a thing in, in terms of nutritional health and just eating better mm-hmm. um like you know i can't afford the hamburger a day that you and top ramen every day that you like eat during college mm-hmm. um, because you won't have the energy to do what it is you need to do um so yeah yeah well that's good that you found that checklist and you're right that that not only can we have symptoms that just sort of impact our ability to focus and concentrate but we will sometimes experience physical symptoms too so it's almost mm-hmm. like the body is saying like well if you won't listen to that then let me (laughs) let me me do this (laughs) so that you'll stop um so i'm glad i'm glad that you have that as like as as a barometer to see like how am i doing um you know Mm -hmm. in that moment and i think that's something that we all should be able to check in with ourselves about um to see yeah good friends will tell you you're being a butthole (laughs) (laughs) right 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 friends and family will sometimes tell you right when you're not acting right right like my brothers are like how are you doing i said good he said no how are you doing right you always have to ask twice yes 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 i like that um absolutely absolutely so um you have shared so many great things with us and i know that there are going to be entrepreneurs out there writing down these these tips that you've given and this wisdom that you shared so before i um before we end i I must ask you what does minding my black business mean to you so minding my black business um let's see to me, I guess it's being unapologetic about like um, serving my community. You get me? So uh, all black staff, um, the the pricing and everything is catered with black people in mind. Mm-hmm. It's not exclusionary by any means, um, but I'm I don't feel bad at all about mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, like this is what black people need, um, right. because who else will? Um, and 
yeah, so I think that's definitely um, it. And also, I think businesses um, today have a big need to go big. And I think back in, like, maybe my great-grandparents' generation, the, your business was designed to take care of you and your your family. Uh-huh. Um, and so it didn't have to be a multi-million dollar business. It could be a corner store um, or, you know, a tire shop or a gas station um, that just made enough to, to cover yourself. And I think not feeling like, oh, that's not good enough or feeling like you need to grow so you can sell to someone else or or, you know, like end up pushing yourself out of your own community. So I think as a black business owner, I'm conscious of the size and scale that I want to be to serve my community. There comes a point where I can't um, be true to my values Mm. if I start taking investments outside of my community or if I start to, um, what do you call it? Um, I guess try to be multicultural and on purpose, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm like, you know, the school I went to, they, they had no effort <laughs> to cater to black, yeah. brown, or any other people. So, right. you know, it was, it was quite clear who they were speaking to. And nobody checks them for that. So I think right. as a, a black business, you, you have to be mindful and be okay with, I'm sustaining the business for myself and my family. Um, and that's good enough. You get me? And don't give yourself an ulcer trying to <laughs> keep up with the Microsoft of the world and mm-hmm. go digitally huge. You know, like I tell um, a lot of people, I, my first book I wrote was Build Your Own, um, Build Your Business, or it was called Build Vision. There we go. Um, and I would tell people, like, you know, like, what would $500 do for you a month? You mean, that covers your car, no problem. Like, you know, like, what would $1,000 do? And so it's like, you're trying to be mindful of your long-term goals, but also be appreciative of the short-term milestones along the way that actually make a difference. You get me? Um, so, you know, like when my business first started paying for my car, no, I was like, whoop, I made it. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I was like, wow. I'm like, I-, I wanted to roll over and do that. But I think also now it became, okay, this isn't just about me. This is about my community who I'm serving. Um, and I try to take a, a holistic approach at my students and look at them as individuals, even though they're online. Right. Um, and so that convenience has made like my school very successful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I think that attention to like my team um, is so loyal. And I was, I was talking to one of my um, friends about this is that a, um, a black woman will take care of black men like nobody else. My team is full of black females. Come on. And it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, it's all like auntie everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> you be like my, my team make sure I eat, make sure that we're good. And they're in the trenches with you. Right. And, you know, I, I, I did have a hire, and I'm not saying this is because of his race, but he, was, he wasn't he was black, and he didn't fit in with the culture of the company uh-huh. and also the mission. You get me? We, like, like every black parent tells you, you got to work twice as hard right. than everyone else to get half the result or whatever. Um, and so I think my team knows that inherently because they are of the culture. Uh-huh. You get me? And so that support is, is there. You get me? Like, if I need a mental health day, and I just fall back, they pick up the flag, and vice versa. If they need something, you know, I'm there to, to make sure because we have that social stress and anxiety on us mm-hmm. as well. You give mm-hmm. me that, that goes beyond our job. You give me, like, <laughs> what is, I was watching this on Blackish. America hates you. But, um, 
I mean, yeah. not all the way true, but yeah, I get the point. Um, I mean, yeah, that is definitely <laughs> the place that, that remind us that we're not, you know, important uh, or that we're a target exactly. or that those sorts of things for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love yep. that. Yeah, there, you're right. There is something about sort of being surrounded around people where you have that unspokenness. Um, you don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. say you can have a look or whatever, and they sort of <laughs> un- understand what's going on in. And we'll, you know, sort of wrap wrap their arms around you. And I'm glad that you found a team that is that is doing just that because that's going to help you and the business just get bigger and bigger and better and better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. I'm I'm like so grateful for today, and I appreciate your time, of course. I I hate that I didn't get more like digital marketing advice. To my bad. No, Um, this is this has been great. Because I think think we, there are podcasts out there that do a really good job. I'm talking about the business aspects and that sort of thing. And so my my whole goal has always been to talk about the stuff that we don't really give a lot of light to. And so like what it means when we're feeling sad or anxious or feeling isolated, what do we do with that? And I think because oftentimes entrepreneurs are seen as like these machines and a lot of ways mm-hmm. we want we want us we want to appear that way, um, but there's <laughs> <Right. laughs> but there's some damage to that too that takes away our humanness or our ability to make a mistake or an error. Um, and mm-hmm. so, um, if we do that, then we also take away our ability to ask for help. And so, um, exactly, yeah. So that's what these conversations are about. What do you do when you? How do you recognize when you need help? What do you do? Um, exactly. So that's how I found the podcast. I was like, oh, really? I need. A, a black therapist. Very specifically, I don't know. And Apple Podcast was not working with me when I was typing in those keywords. Uh-oh, I uh-oh. forgot which one hit it, but I was like, eventually, I came across the podcast and said, "Aha!" <laughs> and I started listening to it. And I was like, "This is this is it." Um, oh, so I, I glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I work with your podcast on and. I think Dr. Sunday was probably one of my yeah. most memorable interviews. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> I was like, this lady is, is the real deal here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was absolutely fun. Well, Carlton, thank you so much for sharing with us. And um, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.